0: Here we go. It's another edition of Telling You Like It Is, brought to you by me, your host, Christopher Scout Rudder. It was brought to my attention just a second ago here that I put it on the uh fan site on Facebook that the show was going to kick off at 11:45. I apologize, we are coming in a little bit later than what was posted, but I did actually schedule to go at 12:45. The whole fallback time, time change and all that stuff. I just put it in there incorrectly so I do apologize for that for everybody but it's upon us it's time for the elections the midterms of 2022 we have 48 hours before everybody gets to go out and cast your actual vote and it's going to be time to see who's going to put up or who's going to shut up are we all going to go ahead and just be complacent and not cast a vote or are people going to cast a vote for change like, what our network actually stands for is the hashtag vote them all out 2022 movement, to where we want to get rid of as many of the incumbents as we possibly fucking can. And um, I guess the other alternative is to see how many people are like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm okay with the status quo. Let's just keep everybody in that's been in, and let's just keep getting spoon fed all of this horseshit. So the way I'm looking at it here is going into the elections on Tuesday night is we're probably going to see something in the neighborhood of about a 30% seat exchange in the House and Senate where a lot of incumbents are going to be removed and they're going to be flipped. And Like I've said many times here on the side, I don't care if the incumbent that you're voting out is Republican or Democrat. You have to show them that they are not the power, that we are the power. We don't dance to their tune. They work for us, and this is our time to finally be able to make that happen and to be able to show them um, that enough is enough. The lies that we've been told over the past few years, we're tired of hearing it. We're tired of the manipulation with the media. We're tired of the manipulation with the uh, military-industrial complex. We're tired of the manipulation that comes with all of the politicians' contact with all of the lobbyists from all of the big companies, whether it's big pharma, big tech, big oil, Tobacco, I say that as I take a drag off of my cigarette, but the thing that we all have to look at going into this is if they've had more than two terms and they are currently now more valuable than they were whenever they went into office, which means they've taken in a lot of money, they need to go. Like Dwight Eisenhower said, you show me a public servant who is richer while they're in office show you a crook it's tired to get the crooks out it's time for us to drain the swamp this message that comes from these supposed leaders whether it's trump or you know whether it's Perot back in the 90s or whether it was obama whenever he was coming in this messaging of that we're going to drain the swamp or we're going to get rid of the corruption it's never really happened and it's because we rely on them to do it you think an incumbent uh politician is going to really vote in uh term limits do you think that they're going to vote in a cap on how much political contribution you can get from this, uh, this PAC or this party or this group or this organization or um, that corporation? They're not going to do any of that. There's not going to be any of the reforms, so we have to force their hand. We have to actually go out there and we have to vote and we have to vote for change. So, which of the lies the media and both parties have told us have you really fallen for the most over the last couple of years? That's what we're going to spend the next hour looking at. But before we do, just a little bit of something funny here. This video tickles the shit out of me. She's It's almost funny enough to watch again. (laughs) All right, so going into what it is that we're going to be talking about. The list of lies are long. The list of lies covers a lot of different ground. You've got a lot of things that have happened over the past couple years. Mainly in the last year, looking at it from top to bottom, at the beginning of the year, we were told that there's not going to be any boots on the ground in the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Now we actually have... Military groups that are there in the Ukraine, there as weapons inspectors to make sure that the $50 billion that we've sent over there in the past 18 months since last August... We're finally going to show up and do a post-inspection to make sure that all the weapons and everything that we've sent them are where they're supposed to be at. Because come to find out, only 30% of the ship that we've sent over there can actually be documented to be where it's supposed to be at. Or how about this? Election denial is a risk to national security. That is something that Biden has said. Is something that Harris has said, that is something that Clinton has said, and now on the campaign trail, Obama is out there saying it. Then on the other side, we have people that are just taking that kick to the teeth and they're not standing up to the global elite, which is what you see at the tops of both parties. They answer to not us, but to a different force or, or a def- different organization, members of World Economic Forum, um, which is the headpiece of the NWO. I think that we've discovered that uh, or discussed that so much here on my show that I'm not going to really do a deep dive and, and repeat all of that. But the biggest thing here is how many of you actually fell for the story that if you're a election denier, then you're a white supremacist, you're a fascist, uh, you're a cockroach voting for raid, all of this other shit. Did you believe all of that? I sure as fuck didn't. But let's go ahead and show here who does actually believe all of that and who's actually been saying that this entire time.
1: This campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you.
2: How can you win with russian interference
1: that's a
2: I, real I'm thing about no, but, but
1: rightly because right. i think he's
2: an illegitimate president that didn't really win so how do you you know fight against that in
1: 2020. you are absolutely right He is an illegitimate president in my <laughs> mind could you be my vice president <laughs> <laughs> folks look i absolutely agree trump did actually won the election in 2016. he lost the election and he was put in the office because of the russian interference
0: trump knows The Russian interference, which has since then been proven to be completely false and completely wrong. Now, 2016 wasn't the beginning of election denials. It happened back in 2000, whenever Bush got elected. And it happened in the early 90s, whenever Clinton got elected. Both parties have cried foul whenever it comes to election integrity.
1: Was he the illegitimate president? President-elect,
0: although
2: legally elected, is not legitimate. Unless oh, it is, president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the
1: outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president.
0: And that was the start that within 15 days of the inauguration, he was already under investigation. Now, on the flip side of that, That didn't really happen with Bush, and it definitely didn't happen with Clinton. So this vitriol that came from all of this was basically the fact that Hillary, our first uh, woman president, our first female president, uh, candidate, uh, was defeated, even though she won the popular um, tallies on all that. She had the most popular votes, but she didn't actually pull through with the Electoral College, and the Electoral College is an entirely different conversation not going to get into that here, but the rules are what the rules are. If you win California, you get 75 electoral. If you win Indiana, you only get 35. So there's a huge discrepancy based on where the big population bases are. But this started an entire, the past six years. That's all we have heard about Trump. And we keep hearing about it. The man's not in office. He doesn't have power. He's not elected anymore he's the ex-president if you would nobody actually even refers to him in most of these clips they just refer to him as trump not president that used to be like really really bad form that no matter which side of the aisle you're on like back in the 80s and 90s any reporter that would address the president would never have said mr clinton they would always say mr president they would never say Ronald, they would say, President Reagan. But with Trump, all of that changed. All the decorum, all of the rules, all of the formalities went out the window, and it was easy to go ahead and just fall into the whole name calling of everything and belittling people, telling them that they were idiots and they were duped. This is where it all started. The one thing that
1: Trump is fearful of, uh... When it comes to his being president, is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. There actually is a cloud of illegitimacy. So that legitimacy is a question,
2: yes. So that was a very tainted election. And and in that sense, it's illegitimate.
1: Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented
2: Trump. Did you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. The Russian attempt to have the election. Frankly, the FBI is weighing in on the election. I think it makes this election illegitimate.
1: There was a widespread understanding that this election was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened, Isaac. I mean, there's just a lot that I think will be revealed.
0: And what has been revealed and what history has discovered is there was no Russian collusion. And then you go into 2020, and the whole messaging starts all over again because now Biden has won. So now it's tit for tat, and everybody on the right is claiming that the 2020 election was illegitimate, which is what brought us January the 6th. And you'll notice that Hillary just said that, you know, now the FBI is investigating. That was the beginning of the weaponization of the FBI versus a president. Um, whether a sitting president or an ex-president, and a lot of the political elite on the right, now they're constantly being harassed, investigated, brought up on charges by the FBI, which really doesn't have any jurisdiction over a president. It's all just a shell game. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all a use or a ruse to manipulate your feelings about things And to get you to buy into a certain messaging, that's the reason you hear over and over and over again, all of these people repeating the exact same line, Trump is an illegitimate president.
1: History will discover, but you don't win by 3 million votes and have all this other shenanigans stuff going on and not come away with an idea like, whoa, something's not right here. The outcome of the election was affected by their interference, and now we need to know to what degree, uh, if any, the Trump campaign was actually in collusion with the, uh, so, the Russia? he knows he's an illegitimate president. So of course he's obsessed with me, and I believe that it's a guilty conscience. We
2: actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election.
0: And Al Gore won that election. Now, just by even hinting towards any of that over the past two years, uh, I've been suspended and banned on social media. Um, uh, different channels for my show. As a matter of fact, I incurred three strikes on YouTube. I can't even have content on YouTube anymore, which is fine. There's ways around that with Twitch and Rumble and everything else. Um, Instagram and Twitter, you know, Twitter's now a safe haven for a voice like me, supposedly. We're going to find out. Uh, we're going to pay that $8 and get a blue check mark, and we're going to see what that does for things. But in the meantime, we still have all of this messaging going on. And if I say it, I'm a threat to democracy, I'm a threat to national security. Anybody who thinks like that is an extremist, you're a fascist, you're a racist, you're a bigot, and again, you're a threat to democracy. Well, folks, I hate to tell you this, but the United States never has been a democracy. In the Pledge of Allegiance, it specifically states for the republic for which it stands. We are a constitutional nation. A constitutional republic. It's not a democracy. The last big democracy government that has come and gone was in fucking Rome. Election. I think you won anyway. Actually, I think
2: I carried for <laughs> it.
1: Bush versus Gore. A court took away. A presidency.
0: If all the votes were now in Florida, that Al Gore would be president today, George Bush would be backing off. I come from Florida,
1: where you and others participated in what I call the United States coup d'état.
2: There's no doubt in my mind that Al Gore was elected president. I rise to object to the
1: fraudulent 25 Florida
2: electoral votes. I must object because of the overwhelming evidence of official misconduct.
1: The, the chair, and the the chair for it, my, um, it is signed by myself on behalf of my diverse constituents and the millions of Americans who have been disenfranchised by Florida's inaccurate vote count. The Supreme the, uh, Court, not the people of the it's United it's States, decided this election. Speaking to a Democratic group in Chicago Tuesday, he made it clear he thinks Al Gore was the winner. By the time it was over,
2: our candidate had won the popular vote, and the only way they could win the election was to stop the voting in Florida. Katherine Harris, Jeff Bush,
0: Jim Baker, and the Supreme Court
2: had tampered
0: with the results. Al Gore would be president. The Supreme Court went to Gore. Well, keep in mind that this revisionist history that a lot of people are going to be bringing about with this kind of a conversation, uh, talking about you know how the Supreme Court tampered with it and they stopped the voting. They didn't stop the voting. Al Gore Asked for 13 recounts in specific areas of Florida, but he'd stayed away from recounts in areas that he knew were going to go to Bush. So it was just keep voting, keep counting the votes for me, not for Bush. So that was a whole mess. You know, that's the reason we all know the term a hanging chad. It was just a joke of an outcome. But what came came about from that is Florida completely fixed their ballot process. There hasn't been a contested election since then. They've had same-day voting results, whereas the rest of the nation can't do it, which is a very funny thing. There are third-world countries in the past year that have held elections. They were able to give results the same day, but we can't do that in the <laughs> the most successful, the most powerful, the most um, financially-backed country in the history of the world. We can't seem to be able to count all the votes in one day. Uh, but, uh, you know, you go to places like in Ukraine or Russia, and they're able to get all the votes done in one day. May or may not be uh, corruption-free over there, but they're at least able to fucking count everything.
1: Laura to say I-
0: of the fact that not every vote
2: was being counted. don't think that George W. Bush won the election uh, in 2000 against Al Gore because I, I think he probably lost Florida and also the
0: nationwide. Two elections in a row where a Republican won and the Democrat didn't, and they here they come. They trot out Jimmy Carter, UC Obama, UC Clinton, and they're all repeating the exact same message. But if we say that, if I say that, that I'm a terrorist, I'm a white supremacist, I'm a racist, on and on. So did any of you fall for that, that um, election denial is a risk to national security? Were you shocked to find out, actually, that the Democrats have been doing that the whole time, as well as the Republicans? Both parties have been doing this. That's the reason I say picking a side, of Democrat or Republican, is useless. The only thing that matters is picking a public servant who's going to do what his constituents want, not what he needs to do to line his pockets and pad his bank account. How about this one? The masks were totally effective. The masks helped from day one, and we know even to this day that they still work and that they're still necessary. How about that? Here it is coming from all across the world, the most recent country. Now, this has happened all throughout Europe. The Scottish government was the last one or the most recent one here to admit that mask wearing is actually harmful for long-term use. This is a long article. It goes through a lot of study and a lot of science. But basically, the bottom line is, is that if they find, find out that long-term usage of the mask is actually bad for our respiratory system. Long term wearing of masks is bad for our children whenever it comes to the school setting because they can't read the faces. They're finding out that over that two years of lockdowns, making everybody wear the mask, the studies, uh, the reports just came out, the Americans report card just came out, showing that the past two years has been so detrimental that we had the largest drop in our ability in math and language ever in the history of this report that comes out showing where all of our fourth and eighth graders are as far as their development goes and what they're actually learning and retaining in school the largest drop off in the history of the country these last two years So how many of you actually believe that the mask make a difference? How many of you are still made to actually wear a mask? How about that? Let's just start there. Are you still forced to wear a mask in places that you go? Does it feel stupid? Does it feel ridiculous? Who are these people in power, the, these uh, people who control things? Why are they still insisting on bad science and pushing it on us and making it to where we can't actually go where we want to go unless we wear this face covering your kid can't go to school unless they're wearing this face covering all day long and then the science is showing on the back end how bad that is for a child's development how bad that is for you and i as far as our health goes it does almost as much damage on a respiratory level as what COVID did in the beginning to anybody who was infected, the respiratory illness that came along with that. The long-term effects and the exposure that come from having to constantly wear a mask, you're breathing in your CO2 all the time. It's bad for your brain, it's bad for your heart, and it's bad for your lungs. So how surprised were you to find out that the mask didn't really do anything to begin with? It was just another measure of control to make you and I do what they wanted us to do. So here's the next thing. The no-bail reform, defunding of the police, was a good thing. The Summer of Love, the Black Lives Matter protests and riots, and all of the major cities across America, starting with Minneapolis after what happened there um, with Floyd, it just trickled down from one city to the next and one state to the next. Illinois right now currently is zero bail all the way up to, and not limited to, you could kidnap somebody and get arrested and be out from jail the next day without even having a post bail. So that had to be a good thing for everybody, right? That's progressive. We can't punish everybody because they propped it up on um, the fact that it was... It actually did a lot, uh, uh, <laughs> it, it actually was based a lot on race, is what it was propped up as. Um, to which, coincidentally, it does actually work out and come out that you know it, that more black people and Hispanic people end up in jail. And if you have a high bond based on where they live, financially they're not able to meet that bond. So that's the reason they said bail reform was necessary because it was racially motivated or the system itself was was racist. So we just have to do bail reform, no bail laws, and um, defunding the police was gonna end up being a good thing recently happened in New York. And let me know how that no bail. Hey Carl, why'd you do it? Police say
1: that's him fleeing on his bike after allegedly attacking another female jogger in March jogger raped in heart of city goes this shocking front page pointing out the suspect has 25 priors 25 arrests and the man is only 29 years old this hero jogger is outraged there's no space on the planet for people like that um and you know shame on the justice system for continuing to allow this person to walk the streets
0: hey carl why'd you do it
1: police say that's him
0: 25 arrests later Finally gets caught on video Going back to jail At his next court hearing What do you think the odds are that he's going to actually be released With either no or an incredibly low bail I'll give you a hint it's already happened and he's already out So how's that no bail and defund the police thing working out for everybody do you feel safe because the governor of New York thinks that everybody should be safe and everybody um, is doing better and er- everybody is just perfectly safe. And why are you f- so focused on crime? That's what she actually said in her in her last debate here. Um, <laughs> so we've been talking about defunding the police.
1: Uh, there's some issues that we have police to do uh, mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest then perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up defunding the police has to happen we need to defund the police Eric Ars-
0: Suck it up we have to defund the police and we get to shuffle that money around so he's saying,
1: Take some of the money from policing about $150 million. Time plot Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done Funding isn't
2: necessarily as aggressive as Paint it, paint it. You know, school buttons get cut almost every year.
1: Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes to some defunding. We have to reallocate resources, so yes. Would you echo calls from some Black Lives Matter activists to defund the police? Well, I think now is the time that we need to actually do that work. It is outdated, it is wrong-headed thinking to think that the only way you're going to get communities to be safe is to put more police officers on the street. So yes, defund your butts. Defund you. We do need to reimagine how we are dispatched
2: to these scenes in terms of what's the best tool to bring.
1: Again, what I mean
2: by defund the police is not take all funds from the police. It is a reduction of the funding going in the police department. They are talking about reducing the allocation of resources to that department. And I think every single city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing. The minute you talk about reducing uh, a police department's budget, it's like all hell
0: breaks. And everybody, everybody acts like you are, you're again. Armageddon. But... Yeah, because in all of the areas that um, they did this over the past couple years, um, we've seen an increase in violent crime by as much as 50%. In some cities, uh, carjackings, uh, rape, and assaults, public assaults, are up almost 400%. And then just last week, the administration came out and they said the crime is down 2.7%. The defunding is actually working. People are policing themselves. The world is in a much better place. And then come to find out if you read the fine details on the FBI report that that came from, that statistic came from, is that they no longer calculate the 50 highest population cities in America. So that means Atlanta's crime doesn't count in this report, Dallas's crime, Houston's crime, Indianapolis, Minneapolis, New York City, Sacramento, Oakland, Austin, all of these major cities which is where the majority of people live, which is where the majority of this violent crime actually does happen, doesn't even get calculated in this FBI report that Biden came out and said crimes down 2.7% with. But that's not the case. Yes, I
2: support the reallocation of resources from NYPD. We will be
0: moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services.
1: Yes, I support the defund movement. I'm for
0: responsible
1: reallocation
0: of resources. And defund the police.
1: I think you do all those other things, you don't need all the money that's going to the police department. So
0: There's a bastion of hope, it's Gretchen Whitmer. She actually was in on her on the plot to have herself kidnapped. That all came out and they quickly shuffled that narrative so that way they could go after the dupes that the FBI put up to actually kidnapping this woman. Uh, they made them part of the plot. They prosecute her and the fact that she had full knowledge of it from emails is completely swept under the rug.
1: So yeah, I mean
0: the spirit of it, I, I, I do support that. We need to invest more in neighborhood
2: services and programming for our residents, for our community, the front end, where will that money come from? come from over uh, police departments. So no, we should not continue to fund more and more our law enforcement, putting the pressure on them to be the whole arbiter of a safe community.
1: Yeah, and you know, a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we were running for office, and I answered yes to that question. We are going to reduce funding in the police department and redirect that money. There's no reason
0: these budgets just keep growing, growing, growing. No reason for it, but keep in mind that this this actual report is coming from San Francisco where they adopted that people could go in to CVS and shoplift up to $1,000 worth of merchandise and not even get arrested for it. And Portland, it's up to $3,000. So how are these businesses supposed to stay in business without just raising the price? Because over here, they're robbing us blind, so that means you and I have to pay for it. But then... Corporations get blamed for their greediness causing inflation. That's not actually how inflation works, just in case you're wondering. They can make
2: sensible cuts. We
0: propose to redirect over $7 million
2: from the police bureau that our city, through our city administrative officer, identified $250 million in cuts. The city council voting to dismantle, not just d- defund, but dismantle and rebuild the police department there, is that a strategy you could agree with? The
1: council is being very thoughtful in terms of looking at all of the services that police provide. She needed to leave tweeting, no more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. People want to see a reallocation of resources into community development and alternatives to just criminalizing um, responses to behavior.
2: When they're saying each one the police what are they saying? They're saying we
0: want fundamental, basic change when it comes to policing. Uh, and That's a really interesting mental gymnastics trick there where he completely turned what the sentence means into a completely different <laughs> narrative on that. It's actually kind of funny that you know here's Cuomo who got uh, removed as governor of New York because it was found out that he sent off all of those um, people in nursing homes basically to die. He allowed them to die. He caused the death of thousands of people at the height of COVID. And also, he was um, removed for sexual allegations as well. wasn't actually allegations. It was proven to be true. Um, you know, he's a predator, and he preyed on his constituents. He preyed on their fear to push this message out, and now how's that working out for him in New York City? I just showed you the report of the guy who had been arrested over 25 times previously, uh, multiple times for rape, and he's out again, and here he is doing it, and the only reason he was brought up on charges is because he was point blank identified by video. If it wasn't for that video, that guy would have never been arrested in So the whole defund the police thing, did that sound like a good idea to any of you? Or really what I think needs to happen is there needs to be more funding as far as the fundamental training of our law enforcement officers go. I'm not a big fan of a lot of different police officers that I come in contact with. They are abusive of power. They are authoritarian. Um, they definitely do abuse their power in a lot of different situations. Here in southern Indiana, where I live, there's been multiple cases. Just in Evansville, just last week, there was a huge uh, lawsuit that was put out where the city is being sued because officers killed a young black man who ended up being unarmed and was just hiding in a garage. And because he went to pull up his pants, he got shot to death. So the city is going to pay out a huge settlement on what needs to happen instead of defunding them so that way we have undertrained officers out there who are going to be liable to shoot people because they don't know the difference between pulling up your pants and reaching for a fucking gun, more training needs to go into it. They need to have psychological training, and I really do believe that anybody who's washed out of the military is your last option to become an officer of the law. They need to be trained up on how to subdue. They need to be trained up on how to arrest. They need a lot of psychological observation. Uh, They need to have different response teams that come out whenever you're dealing with a domestic violence situation, whenever you're dealing with kids. It can't all be carry a big stick and make everybody shut the fuck up or we'll shoot you. So the opposite of defunding police needs to happen and the extra funding needs to go into up-training these guys to help them be better civil servants, to protect and to serve for all of us. So that's another one of the lies that was out there. I don't know how many of you uh, believed that one whenever it first came out. Hopefully not a lot of you. I'm sure if you're watching this show, you probably didn't. You probably have the same thought process that I do. But how many of your friends and family are very much for it? Now, how about this scene? If This scene was completely reversed And this was Well, I'll just let this speak for itself. Mississippi for Shaheem McMillan, the pistol-armed teen was shot to death. Uh, shot dead by a police officer responding to a 911 call about people in a vehicle brandishing firearms. His family says he was innocent. Now, if he was innocent, he was just carrying a gun. Okay. I believe that we do have the right to possess and bear arms, but to just be rolling through the city and pointing your guns at people to intimidate and threaten them, and then. Have this reaction whenever you end up getting shot and killed? I don't know. It just seems like if the roles were reversed, this would immediately become front page news. And these people would immediately be labeled as fascist and racist and extremist. So again, this is another instance, another... <clears throat> what... Listen to me, and what's good what's good for thee is not what I have to do, kind of a situation. It's everything is reversed whenever it gets the response that they want, but if it's somebody who's actually carrying a straightforward message, if I was to show up on the courthouse steps with a fucking gun, do you think people would just stand by and film it, or I'd get arrested? I could tell you what would happen. I would get arrested. And I'd be labeled a racist and an extremist. So the other lie that is going on here is mostly peaceful protest. White men with guns are a national security threat. Now this is what's actually being said by the media. And now they're on this big kick that they're talking about the Republicans will push political violence at every chance that they get. You know, because the Paul Pelosi attack just happened. And immediately the narrative came out. Biden said the very next day that he was a MAGA guy. And then as the stories came out, obviously, farthest thing from the fucking truth. But here's um, Governor Hochul, in New York, her followers just having a mostly peaceful rally. Just a nice little peaceful scene just off to the side of a Hochul rally. Mostly peaceful and definitely on the Republican side, but oh I'm sorry, Hokel, yeah. She's a Democrat. So it's lies from either side. Now the other thing that you've been told not to believe is that there isn't any kind of a push for a one-world government or a one-world. Uh, technocracy or a one world uh, financial government. Um, that's not really the case. This is one of the most banned videos. Banned video from a former BlackRock employee. For those of you who don't know what BlackRock is, it is a Chinese um, fund group that is basically doing, spending every penny possible gobbling up land in the United States, gobbling up apartments and real estate in the United States, and then turning around and raising the rent and throwing out the occupants and then making it high rent only, um, which is causing uh, national rent rates to go up significantly over the last two years. There has been as much as a, um, one report says 26%, another report says 38% rise in rental cost across the country. I can speak firsthand on this, that just a couple of years ago, living in Southern Indiana, a decent little one bedroom apartment would cost you about $450, $500 a month. Now they cost $750. And in some places in, in Evansville, almost 900. Now, if you live in a place like I do now, you have two bedrooms with an attached garage and nice uh, nice land on it, nice little piece of property, got a yard to mow, all that good stuff. Well, that is costing about $1,000 a month, whereas a couple years ago, it was really only $650, $700 a month. Four, three, two, one. Independence and freedom are often mistaken to be the same thing. I think they're two different things. Independence is your ability to chase a dream, to do what you want, as long as you pay the right fees, follow the right rules, follow the right guidelines. Allow yourself to have oversight. Freedom is the ability to walk out the door, wake up in the morning, and do what you want when you want how you want to. And that's what this show is about. We're going to be talking about what we want to talk about, how we want to fucking talk about it. I'm going to bring you the truth. I'm going to bring you facts. I'm going to bring you data. Some of it may rub you the wrong way. Some of it may be something you don't even want to hear about. But you can best believe I'm going to tell you the fucking truth about it. I'm going to tell you like it is. This is your host, Christopher Scott Rudder.